What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. ...can enchant the heart of any man. And suppose it is much better that you should hold your peace and I should speak? With pleasure. You may proceed. When my memory shall fail me, then do you take care to aid me, sister? Faith, I'm more afraid that I shan't have the choice of prompting you. Troth, I'm afraid the little nightingale may lose her powers of song. Follow this way. They move. Enter Pistoclerus. What are these two courtesans, uh, the namesake sisters, about? Nothing is there more wretched than a woman. What, say you, is there more worthy of it? What have you been planning in your consultation? What's proper? If faith, that doesn't belong to the courtesan. This sister of mine entreats me so to find some person to protect her against this captain, that when she has served her time he may bring her back home. Do you, I entreat you, be her protector? Why should I protect her? That she may be brought home again when she has fulfilled her engagement to him, so that he may not take her as a servant for himself. But if she had the gold to pay him back again, gladly would she do so. Where now is this person? I expect that he'll be here just now. But this you'll be able to arrange better among ourselves. And sitting there, you shall wait until he comes. So you will drink some wine, and so... I'll give you a kiss when you have drunk it. Your coaxing is mere bird-lime. How so? Because, in fact, I understand how you two are aiming at one poor pigeon myself. Aside. Very nearly is the lime to read breaking my feathers. Madam, I judge that such deeds befit me not. Why so, I pray? Bacchus it is, because I dread you bacantes, and your bacchanalian den. What is it that you dread? Surely not that the couch in my house may lead you into mischief. Your allurements, more than your couch, do I dread. You're a mischievous serpent. But, madam, a lurking place does not befit this youthful age. Should you wish at my house to do anything that's unwise, I myself should hinder it. But when the captain comes, I wish you to be at my house for this reason— because when you are present, no one will do her and me any injury. You will prevent that, and by the same means you will be aiding your friend. This captain, too, on arriving, will suspect that I am your mistress. 
why are you silent pray because these things are pleasant in the talking of but in the practice and when you make trial the same are armed with stings they pierce the feelings goad one's fortune and wound one's merits and character what do you dread from her what do i dread do you ask am i a person in my youth to enter a place of exercise of such nature where people sweat to their undoing where for the quite i reave a lost disgrace too for my running how charmingly you do talk where i'm to take a turtle-dove instead of a sword and where another puts into my hand the goblet instead of the cestus the drinking-cup is in place of the helmet the wreathed garland instead of the crest the dice in place of the lance for the coat of mail i should have to assume a soft cloak whereto in place of a horse a couch must be given me for shield a strumpet may be lying by me avaunt from me avaunt oh you're too fierce i am attending to my own interests you must be softened down and in fact i offer you my aid in this but you are too expensive an assistant do pretend that you are in love with me whether should i be pretending that in jest or seriously well said better to do the last when the captain comes here i want you to embrace me what need is there of my doing that i want him to see you i know what i'm about and i have faith i know not what i'm in fear of but what say you what's the matter now well suppose perchance on a sudden a breakfast or a drinking bout or else a dinner should take place at your house just as is the wont in such places of resort where then should i take my place near myself my life that with a she-wit a he-wit may be reclining at the repast a place here at our house should you come late is always at your service when you wish right merrily to disport yourself my rosebud you say to me do let me enjoy myself to-day i'll provide you a delightful place where it may be so here is a rapid stream not without hazard can this way be passed first bacchus aside and by my troth something must you rose amid this stream give me your hand and follow me oh by no means why so because to a man in his youth nothing can be more alluring than these night women wine away then with you for my part i don't at all care for it but for your own sake the captain then shall take her off don't you be present at all if you don't choose pistoclerus to himself and am i a thing of nothing who cannot moderate my own passions what's there for you to fear there's nothing all nonsense madam i resign myself to you i'm yours to you do i devote my services you are a dear man now i wish you to do this to-day i want to give a welcome entertainment to my sister for that purpose i shall at once order the money to be brought you from indoors do you take care and cater for us a splendid entertainment no i'll stay and treat for it would be a shame that on my account you both should take trouble from me and by reason of that trouble should pay the expense from your own means but i can't allow you to give anything do let me well i'll let you if you choose 
Prithee, do make haste. I shall be here again before I cease to love you. Exit Pistoclerus. <laughs> you entertain me pleasantly upon my return, my sister. How so, prithee? Because, in my way of thinking, this day a lucky haul has fallen to your lot. He's mine, assuredly. Now, sister, with respect to Nesilochus, I'll give you my aid that here at home you may be receiving gold rather than be going hence together with the captain. That's my desire. My aid shall be given you. The water's warm. Let's go in that you may bathe. For, as you have travelled on board ship, you are faint, I think. A little so, sister. Pistoclerus is seen at a distance. Besides, he is beginning to cause I don't know what bustle. Let's be gone hence. Follow me this way indoors to bathe, that you may relieve your weariness. Scene 3 Enter Pistoclerus, accompanied by people with provisions for the entertainment, followed by Lydus. For some time, Pistoclerus, I've been following you in silence, watching what you were doing in this dress. For so may the gods favor me, even Lycurgus himself seems to me as though he could be led into debauchery here. Whither are you now betaking yourself hence in an opposite direction with such a train? To this place. Pointing to the house. Why to this place? Who lives there? Love, pleasure, Venus, beauty, joy, jesting, dalliance, converse, and sweet kissing. What intercourse have you with these most destructive deities? Bad are those men who speak evil of the good. You speak not well of even the gods themselves. You do what is not right. Is sweet kissing, then, some god? And do you not think she is? Oh, Lydus, why, what a barbarian you are! You, whom I had deemed to be far more wise than Thales himself. Go to, you are more foolish than Potitius, the foreigner, who at an age so advanced knew not the names of the divinities. This dress of yours pleases me not. But no one prepared it for you, it was prepared for myself, whom it pleases well. And you commence upon your repartees against myself even, you who if you had even ten tongues ought to be silent. Not every age, Lydus, is suited for school. One thing especially is just now on my mind. How the cook may, with due care, attend to these things as befits the elegance of the entertainment. Now you have undone yourself, and me, and all my labors. Me who so oft have shown you what is right, all to no purpose. In the same place have I lost my labor where you've lost yours. Your instructions profit neither me nor yourself. Oh, obdurate heart. You are troublesome to me. Hold your tongue, Lydus, and follow me. Now see that, please. He no longer calls me tutor, but mere Lydus. It seems not proper, nor can it be fit, that when a person is in a house, and is reclining at the feast together with his mistress, and is kissing her, and the other guests are reclining too, the tutor should be there too in their presence. Are these provisions purchased for such a purpose, pray? My intentions indeed expect so. How it falls out is in the hands of the gods. Will you be having a mistress? When you see, then you'll know. Aye, but you shall not have one, and I won't allow it. Go back again home. Do leave me alone, Lydus, and beware of mischief. What? Beware of mischief? 
Oh, yawning gulf, where art thou now? How gladly would I avail myself of thee! Already have I lived far longer than I could have wished. Twere much better now to have once existed than to be living still, that any pupil should thus threaten his tutor. My years are now advanced beyond your tutorship. I want no pupils for me with heated blood. An upgrown one may harass me thus devoid of strength. As I guess, I shall become a Hercules, and you a Linus. If faith, I fear more that through your goings-on I shall become a phoenix and have to tell the news to your father that you are dead. Enough of these stories. This youth is lost to shame. The man's ruined. And does it then recur to you that you have a father? Am I your servant, or you mine? By my troth, you made an exchange not desirable for that age of yours when you gained these impudent ways. Some bad master has been teaching you all this, not I. You are a scholar far more apt at these pursuits than at those lessons which I taught you when I was losing my labor. Troth, t'was a bad piece of deceit you were guilty of at your age when you concealed these vicious tendencies from myself and from your father. Let us, you have thus far had liberty of speech, that is enough. So now do you follow this way and hold your tongue. They go into the house of Bacchus. End of Act One I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.